Uh, Jerome, you uh, you also write in English. You write you write bilingual poems as well. But um, I thought uh, I would choose one that's uh, written in English, and uh, which well, it's irregularities. And I was wondering if you could uh, read it for us before we talk about it. I'll be happy to. So much in Phil on Spadina, I can't even see the trees. We drive two streets past where we used to live. The sun is so high. You wonder out loud where we should have lunch. I stare at houses. I'm not sure they were ever that silent. The kids still think of the carousel. A whole other life they could have for one unplanned afternoon. If you would just give their futures a chance to compete with ours. That's beautiful. And that's taken from a chapbook that you've just published in 2022 called Tomorrow's Going to Be Bright. That's right. It's a chapbook that uh, was published with Above Ground Press in, uh, in Ottawa. I'm very grateful for uh, Rob McLennan to be uh, publishing me. Um, give me some confidence in my uh, English writing, too. Um, so this poem, uh, what I hear, I hear nostalgia. There's a nostalgia to it. it is, were you in a nostalgic place when you were writing it, or what, what were you thinking about? I don't know that I was in a nostalgic place, but I was in the place where I used to live. Um, so this is um, taking taking place, I suppose, on Spadina uh, Drive in, in Saskatoon. Um, just a few Oh, not Toronto. I not just Toronto. assumed it was Spadina in Toronto. Yeah. That's also why I, I like to to keep to leave it up. Oh, destabilize the, everyone a yeah, little bit. Yeah, the, not the, what they expect. The the chat book has references to both uh, Regina and uh, Matawa, so it, it can't be anywhere really, right? So it's not really important which one is on. I mean, for for me, it is obviously it's it's where I was. So we we used to live in Saskatoon, my wife and I, when we were uh, when I was still a, a PhD student. Um, so when we were uh, much younger than we are now, uh, before we had children, and um, there's something about driving somewhere with children. So there's a, a great um, sort of smaller amusement park close to where we used to live. Um, our kids are concerned about that. Um, we're just looking around to see what's changed since we used to live there. Um, and I, I just kind of like the, the juxtaposition of my concerns and my feelings and thoughts and my children's concerns and feelings and thoughts, in fact, they just want to go and play because it's this great place. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter that we used to live there. It's just like right now for them, right? What, what they would want to do and how much we're carrying them with us into our plans and journeys and, and emotions, right? So that's, that's yeah, sort of what I, I was trying to, to work out, I guess, in this, uh, in this poem. And also a letting go of the kids, a letting go of, of your own plans and thoughts and welcoming their perspective because the last line of the poem if we if we would just give their futures a chance to compete with ours that's an interesting line to leave it on that's almost like oh what is dot 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 you know what does that mean where's that going it's a provocation i think to myself in the first place right to re reflecting on a lot of things my own relationship to my, my children um you know not just the what world are we leaving, <laughs> what world are we making right now for uh, for the children, whether they are our own or not, but the sense that um, we we are very authoritarian about how we relate to 
younger people, um, especially to our to our children, without even necessarily realizing it. This idea that adults get to decide on, on plans and um, get to decide on how a day is going to take place, how a life is going to, to take place. Yeah. It's it's a lot, and so it, I kind of wanted a... to provoke people who read this to then think, well, what what am I doing? Am I doing that? There's a balance, though, because if I just left planning up to my kids, it would be an endless visit to ice cream shops, you know. I and, would like and, that personally. I would welcome <laughs> an endless visit to an ice cream shop. But but yeah, there's also that, right? Yeah. That's the idea of of yeah, giving them a chance to compete, right? Not not so much a matter of letting go entirely and just doing whatever the kids want. That can be fun sometimes. It's also entirely tiring. Um, You have to get to a certain age before you're able to really understand the consequences of your actions, right? Um, But uh, not this idea that um, we maybe set things up so that things aren't even or equal. And that goes for climate change as well as what we're having for supper. and there's not a big difference in the day-to-day life for, as far as, as children are, are concerned, but also as far as we're concerned. And there's a lot in our preferences about, yeah, where are we going to have lunch? And that, that's going to become a big thing in the car right then because we're on the trip and we're going, to figure out <laughs> where we're going to have lunch. But shouldn't we be concerned as much about, should we be driving this much? Um, right? Should, should we be letting corporations pollute so much and this believe that it's up to our carbon footprint which those corporations made up themselves right so there's a lot in there i think that um i still want to explore differently as a as an idea in this in this specific poem and there's the image of the kids still think of the carousel just it's not just any game any any fun pastime a carousel a carousel goes round and round and round back and forth round and round it's quite an image of the passage of forever. time yeah and, and they've been around forever right they're they're a very old uh, form of entertainment back to when you would put kids on horses going around in a circle mm-hmm. poor horses <laughs> one thing that it's a good thing that we, we we've mechanized definitely <laughs> uh, well that's funny that's Spadina I was sure that you lived in Toronto because Spadina is such a, I mean even I know the name of that street in Toronto but I didn't know there was a, an, a street named that in Saskatoon it's now a gorgeous it's a gorgeous street with um, older uh, more expensive houses often that uh, that uh, follows the, the river that uh, separates the, the city in two but you can't um, even see the trees anymore. That's the first line. So much infill on Spadina, I can't even see the trees. Is that is that a reference to urban development? No, I think that's... Uh, because the trees are still there. It's one of those canopy streets where all, all there is is trees. And I've always loved that, str- that street for that reason. But there's so much infill that that's all I'm noticing now. It's just like all these... All the houses that weren't expensive before now are this area used to be um used to be affordable now is not so there is this comment on gentrification i suppose if you know what i'm talking about um but the trees are still very much there it's just this shock right i used to love this tree because it's shady because it's it's green and beautiful and um sort of interesting and gnarly in the winter the way all these trees are but um it's the shock, right, of what gentrification is, is doing 
And yeah, these are architecturally interesting buildings that are being put up there. But again, this this idea of, of you know, there's, there's a waste around that of just getting rid of, of old houses too. Yeah, um, gentrification is a huge problem uh, across the country. And yeah, we hear and of people moving from Montreal to Trois-Rivières uh, because it's affordable. Suddenly it's affordable. This is a place where young people can raise families. And yeah. uh, they can't afford to live, not, let alone Toronto and Ottawa, not even in Montreal anymore. So, Yeah, there's that. And also Spadina, you know, it's... it's uh, um, the I'm not sure if the name comes from the name of the street in Toronto, which is much, much older, but is itself um, one of those markers of colonization. Um, and I, I sort of wanted to have that as well as an... Because in the juxtaposition with some other poems that I was writing it at, at the same time, um, that idea of, of, of colonization and the er- erasure and extermination, really, of indigenous presence, um, um, it was very much central to what I was thinking, and it's a big part of Saskatoon, right? Of uh, That's the first population, the urban indigenous population, around one of the campuses of First Nations University of, of Canada, it's just beside there, um, that's being pushed out of that neighborhood. Um, and we're still thinking about Spadina Street, right? So there's a lot of layers in there, anyway, in my head, and it's not necessarily all in the poem itself. Oh, it comes across if people take the time to, to look at it. And that's the, that's the key, taking the time with a poem and not trying to rush through it in a, like a tweet. It's a, it's a poem, not a tweet, so... Yeah, and I would I would love to hear what others are, are seeing in this, and um, I I want it to be um, to be transferable to other contexts as well. Thank you so much, Jerome. Thank you.